This is the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Thursday, May 12th. Chuck Zada, Mark Schofield here, just as we are every single weekday. Mark, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of Cowboys today. How about them Cowboys, buddy? How about them Cowboys? Uh, Jerry Jones has been in the news the last couple days supporting a potential move to Vegas for the Raiders, which is kind of nice to see. We're not going to talk too much about that today. We're going to stick to uh, pretty much the boys. And we're now joined by RJ Ochoa uh, from the RJ Ochoa show, as well as Inside the Star. And RJ, appreciate you joining us. Hey guys, I love Inside the Pylon. Uh, it's a pleasure to know y'all and a pleasure to be a part of this and a pleasure to talk about this game with y'all. You can say that all you want. We'll no, just have you on and do rolling. that for 15 minutes. Keep rolling. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I, I seriously, I'm, I'm a big fan of Inside the Pylon. I actually was explaining to my girlfriend the other day, uh, you know, when you asked me to come on, I was telling her, and she did not know what a pylon was. So I think we need to um, spread that word so that nothing like that ever happens again. I think we need a glossary entry for pylon. Absolutely. There we go. I'm thinking we could do, uh, this might be the first t-shirt that we come out with, actually. So let me do a little work, RJ, and I'll see what I can do. We'll get the first one out to you, no cost. Perfect, perfect. And then I'll strap a GoPro on my chest and I'll call it the pylon. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, this is as good as it gets. So let's let's talk a little bit of Cowboys here. Obviously, uh, we had you on for the mock war room. Uh, you headed up or you worked on the staff with Jonah Tulls for the Cowboys. You guys took Zeke, then the Cowboys took Zeke. Talk to me from a, a perspective of a Cowboys fan. What's the general sense that people... Uh, have with regards to him going into training camp well I think um, I think I speak on behalf of all just fans of football that this is such a great pick I mean for the game of football it, it's sort of um, what you want to see it, it was almost you know I think Rich Eisen he, he tweeted out a, a fan made photoshop from from a really cool girl on, on Twitter uh, of Zeke with, with Romo and Dez and Witten and he said man how, you know how can the Cowboys not make this happen and so it sort of feels like that kind of pick that, that everybody wanted and, and Cowboy fans are just enamored with him I mean you know how could you not be uh, from from Zeke individually he's so great um, the, you know people have been sharing that sports science video on him uh, like crazy the one of him in the zone blocking scheme and when you factor in the offensive line that the Cowboys have I mean it's just it's just too much. It's it's almost too much excitement to fathom. And then you consider a healthy Tony Romo, a healthy Des Bryant. Um, I think the grain of salt in in the Ezekiel Elliott pick is that it it, it somewhat feels like a like a win now type of pick. And, and I really hate that phrase, but but it sort of does feel like okay, well, you know, what of the available options when the Cowboys are on the clock at fourth overall. Who helps Tony Romo get a Super Bowl ring or, or get to a Super Bowl? And, and Ezekiel Elliott's that guy. And, um, but, but, you know, the more I, I've thought about it um, in the aftermath from the draft, I think that Zeke actually, you know, helps for the potential transition to whoever may come in because, you know, Mark or Chuck, if you guys are the, the next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, what's your best friend? You got a stud offensive line. You got what might be the best running back in the world at that time, Des Bryant. I mean, who can't come in and have some success? So uh, I think that this is a great investment in, in what the Cowboys do best uh, for the long term. Well, I'll tell you, if, if I'm the next qu- quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas there, there are some real problems <laughs> in Dallas. So you better hope that doesn't happen. I guess one thing that that I like to see, and I know we always talk about uh, look, how does this actually end up playing out on the field? And we're so involved there. But for this, I almost kind of like to take a step back because you look at it and you say, look, you're taking someone who has the potential to be just a straight-out star, 
uh, you know, on the football field here, and you're putting him in one of the great markets in Dallas for the NFL. And you got to think, RJ, it's, it's just great for the game to have that match up. I mean, it's it's a perfect fit right there. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, the market of Dallas, and, and it's not just the market. The city of Dallas comes with its own market, but the market of being the Dallas Cowboys is in itself its own, um, you know, juggernaut. Uh, but there are so many, you know. I, I love when I when I write things for Inside the Star. I love to look for stories, and you you could. There are, are millions, literally, with Zeke because you've got the market of Dallas. You've got Zeke's coming from from the Ohio State. You know, he's he's essentially coming from the Dallas Cowboys of college football. He he played his you know uh, national championship and won it in AT and T Stadium. And within the Dallas Cowboys sort of um, you know structure of this, who is the the greatest running back to ever live by by you know a measurable standard? It's Emmett Smith, the NFL's all-time leading rusher. And so now you have sort of the the prodigal son coming in to, to replace him, and he's even being endorsed by Emmett, Emmett himself saying that Zeke is more talented than he ever was. I mean, and, and even the guy's name, man, Zeke, he, he just sounds like a god. Like he was sent here to, <laughs> to accumulate rushing yards and for all of us to witness his glory. And so um, it, it's just, you're right, it, it's, it was almost destiny. And, and so it's really exciting. RJ, speaking of destiny, in the second round, you guys get Jalen Smith falling to Dallas, but it came out sort of after the pick that one of Dallas's doctors actually worked on his knee. How do you feel about the Jalen Smith pick? And is this just a, a case where you guys might have gotten another potential great player later in the draft than most people would have expected? Well, the Jalen Smith pick is a uh you know, um, confusing for me. I, I like it because I can say R Jalen Smith and that gives me a pun for a future use. But, um, you <laughs> know, you, you know, I talked about, you know, Zeke is, is somewhat, you could, you could sort of swallow that he's the win now pick for the Cowboys. And so, okay, you know, you have the whole day to, to marinate on that philosophy after the first round. And so what do the Cowboys do? They go and they make an investment in the future. Um, and, and it makes no sense. I mean, they're, they're sort of conflicting ideologies when you look at the, the first and second pick. But Jalen himself is a stud. I think we all agree. And um, if if there's really some sort of detail that, that Dr. Cooper knew something um, that he didn't share with, with the world or, or whatever, and, you know, he doesn't have to. There's doctor-patient confidentiality that, that might result in Super Bowls for the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm cool with that. If that's the case, then this is, I mean, one of the steals of the century. And you look at, at the Cowboys draft history, and particularly in the second round, let's rewind a year. Who do they take in the second round? Randy Gregory, who at the time is thought to be this massive steal because he fell because of his pot smoking issues and and, and this and that but Jalen is this clean cut totally you know straight edge guy that that is perfect he's you know as Jason Garrett likes to say the right kind of guy his brother plays for the Cowboys similarly to Zeke he you know played for Notre Dame and by the way if you guys say Notre we have a problem I, I love saying Notre but um well but let me yeah. tell you RJ a lot of my family went there and they'll tell you that anyone that says Notre has no idea well, Ooh, how about I'm, that? I'm oh, fine. No. <laughs> I'm fine having no idea or no tra idea. Uh, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, Jalen. If this works out, uh, I mean, oh, my goodness, it, it, I would be stunned if it if it works out to the degree that we're all sort of fantasizing. Um, I, I think that 
optimistically he becomes 80 to 90 percent of the player that he once was I think it's unrealistic to expect him to become his full self but even then you're talking with the 34th overall pick you got a top five talent in, in the draft class let's uh let's take a look at quarterback here obviously Tony Romo missing a significant amount of time last year uh the the problems on offense with him out well documented with the Cowboys really having trouble just generating consistent offense Talk to me about the the depth chart as you see it this year, because you know with Romo at this point, there's a chance that you don't get 16 games now. Where do you think things stand at this point? Well, that's the line that the Cowboys are gonna are gonna have to tread very lightly. Um, to quote Walter White, the greatest TV character of all time, um, you know. Kellen Moore is there, and and for some reason, the coaching staff has all the confidence in the world in him. Um, if you check Twitter, uh, Kellen Moore is one of the worst quarterbacks you've ever seen in your life. And with the Cowboys selecting Dak Prescott in the fourth round, that adds some, I don't want to say confusion to the mix, but it certainly adds some intrigue, some spice, uh, some taste. And so I think that, that in a situation where if and when Tony Romo goes down, I do think that they'll lean on Kellen Moore because they've shown by their lack of pursuing a veteran free agent, a, a lot of guys sort of seemed like they would fit, maybe like a Brian Hoyer or a, a Matt Moore, but they, they went ahead and passed on them. And, and Kellen Moore seems to be the guy. And I think that sort of comes back to the, the fourth overall pick in Ezekiel Elliott. You look back at the struggles that the Cowboys had in 2015 without Tony Romo and, you know, to be fair, Des Bryant was out for, for a large portion of that time. But with, with Zeke, I think that, that changes everything. And, and I actually am, am really excited. Something I wanted to work on um, sometime soon is Zeke is, is not a stranger to quarterback changes in, in the offense he works in. And so I think you have a guy who's familiar with situations like that. And I think that you know whether it's Kellen Moore, who seems to be the, the backup apparent, and, or, or Dak Prescott, um, you know, I think that they'll they'll certainly be better than they were in 2015. Granted, that's that's not hard to do. RJ, one of the more interesting picks I think you guys made was Charles Tapper, the DE from Oklahoma. As you mentioned, Gregory's a question mark. Edge rush is a question mark for Dallas. What do you think Dallas can expect from the Oklahoma defensive end? Well, I think they can expect a lot of athleticism, you know, looking at Dane Brugler's draft guide um, after the draft and sort of it's a really exciting thing to do because you, you sort of got your toys and you're, you're going and looking and, and checking how they stack up against the others. He ran the fastest 40 at the combine. And so he, he's an athletic freak and something that, that I think uh, can be valuable in the rotation of Rod Marinelli. I don't think that he would be as valuable in the hands of any other defensive coordinator in the NFL. And maybe that's me bragging on Marinelli a bit, but he is the the D-line whisperer. And I think that Charles Tapper sort of brings another element, another, um, you know, tool in his belt for him to get up to the quarterback. And, and with the other guys, you know, on that line, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll survive. You look at the success that we had in 2014, and, and I think that we can all agree that Charles Tapper is more talented than George Selvey or Jeremy Mincy. And, and you know, Rod Marinelli, Rod Marinelli made that work. And so I think, um, I think Charles Tapper is going to be exciting. Outstanding. Well, that is all the time we have for the day. We actually have more stuff to talk about with RJ, so we're going to get him back in here tomorrow. But for now, for Mark Schofield, Chuck Zada, and RJ Ochoa, this is the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.